What do you trade? When a $1.9 trillion putative infrastructure bill moves the bond markets, not at all, because apparently endless fiscal and monetary stimulus has been priced in to equity markets, which is why, whether you're in value, growth, mega tech, it's all shooting to fresh highs. Well, except for cryptocurrencies, which verged into a new winter as Chinese authorities crack down again. We discuss all that and more as ever. We are not professionals or experts. We know not what we do. We don't know much of anything. Please don't listen to us, but please do enjoy Degenerate Business School. my position well mostly repositioning told you guys i sold plug and uh so have some have some cash and then moved into some of the stuff that i said last week roblox um c limited added my position there and 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 palantir did we uh did we time roblox i think so i think i yeah i had a little dip it was up trading over 100 now it's at 80 ish right and it was up eight percent this week yeah. So nailed it. Robert, did you get did you get Roblox? You had yeah. that for Q, right? Yeah, but unfortunately I bought it at like 75, then it went to 100, then it came back down. But you know, like I'm still I'm still in the green, but I, I rode the collapse from hundred down. I feel you, I feel you. Hey uh let me let me ask you this though. This is this is my rhetorical question of the week or hypothetical question. Since there's now a new space race, but it's the weirdest kind of space race because SpaceX actually does things seemingly like build rockets and send astronauts into space. But Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson are just taking people up to space for like five minutes. And then you come back down if you don't explode. And Virgin Galactic just got FAA approval to start taking people to space. If you had the means, are you at all interested in going? I won't be a first adopter. I'll let <laughs> other people blow up first. How many, how many flights do you need to see before you can get comfortable? Maybe five years of flights <laughs> with no one dying. But like one a day for five years, minimum. 
Yeah, some yeah, something like that. Something like a regular cadence of flights. But it'd be cool to see the curvature of the earth and that kind of stuff. Um for, for me, it sort of depends on like whose rocket are you going on? Honestly, like Jeff Bezos, that one doesn't sound all that interesting because as I understand it, it's just like, oh, you're in a roller coaster for a little bit and you come back down after a few minutes. Um, I think uh, SpaceX is the only one that actually leaves for a while, right? Like you're not just floating around, you're going to the moon and coming back at some point. Oh, I, th I think... Well, SpaceX, they're they're not interested in the moon, just Mars, or or just whatever. But you're actually out in space, as I understand it. Like with with Jeff Bezos and and Richard Branson, you're just floating like right at the edge of space. Right, because that way you can tell your friends and other women if you're single that I was in space to make them feel jealous or bad or envious. Isn't that the whole point of all this? I mean, I thought James wanted to see the curvature of the Earth, but science. But I, yeah, I, I no, guess, that too. I guess there's that. Yeah, take, take, take a selfie. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, can you take a selfie up there? How? What would be the resolution? I guess it would be fine. You got to do it for yeah. You got to do it for the gram. Obviously, it didn't happen if you don't post on Instagram. Everyone knows that. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm good. Don't need to see the curves. To, I, I need like 20 years of successful space tourism without a crash. I, I'm, I'm not opposed to doing it, honestly, but it's not something that I'm like jumping out of my seat to be the first one. But if, if he says, hey, you want to come with? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Yeah. If Jeff Bezos says, hey, you've won the lottery to come with me and my my brother, Steve Bezos. Yeah, I would. I you're, would you're go, doing it, but I'm not. I'm not paying twenty eight million dollars, assuming I have twenty eight million dollars burning a hole in my pocket. Here's the problem, though. Assuming even if it's free, don't do you don't you feel like Jeff Bezos is like really bizarre company? You'd be stuck in a space capsule with old Bezos for like, I don't know, a whole day. Yes. However, however, and mind you, this this I have no way of knowing if it's true or not. But ever since Jeff left Mackenzie, who seems like this wholesome, sweet, innocent, perfect woman, for that woman he's with now, I'm inclined to think that he gets down with some stuff. And I'm curious, what is this dude like? It's true. Maybe maybe he's bringing. I don't know. Some sort of entertainment on said trip. I, I could see it. I could see it. An unexpected degenerate side. Like, yeah. But not just degenerate in the stock picking gambling sense, in the women of the sense. Eyes wide shut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're doing it. All right. I'm in. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, all right, James. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna bring back a term macroeconomics corner. The uh, the Biden infrastructure bill seems all but passed. I know it's not technically passed, but a, a, an agreement has been reached to spend another trill or two on infrastructure. Uh, but uh, the bond market says 
big deal. Are they saying that this shit was already priced in? We just expect fiscal and monetary stimulus forever. Yeah, that was that was the bottom. So the one trillion is sort of like the low end of what was going to be done. The high end would have been like maybe two two plus something, and then on top of that, he has like a four trillion dollar families plan. So none of that. So so none of that's probably going to happen. Really, we're just going to get the bare bones one trill. And, uh, and that's, yeah. So, so I think with that, you've really seen the highs of the year for the bond for the 10 year, you know, 1.78, I think it peaked at, I don't think it's going to go above that because that was the low. Um, so we, this is like the low of the spending, right? So you kind of, the Democrats have shot their load already. And <laughs> I think there's not really very much, much, much left political capital to use to, to spend that much more. And then not, not only that, uh, Keep me honest here, there was a favorable consumer spending report earlier in the week. And then a favorable jobs report, or not jobs report, hiring report, something something jobs related. So you take all this together, the Dow had a terrible week last week, but now everything is up. So are are we now exiting the reflation trade into this week, the everything trade? And then third quarter, a a def, deflation of the reflation trade back to tech. My question really is, is there an opportunity here to short like Dow index action going into yeah. the third quarter? If if our boy Carter, the chart master from CNBC is right, that the tenure is going to go lower over the next three months. It's, it's a tough one right now. It's the, the summer of complacency. Yeah. And, you know, I think everyone's just in wait and see mode, what the fed does, the fed's not going to do anything till, till September. And they're waiting on that and, and the job market. Cause there are some real structural changes in the labor market that you really can't foresee if, you know, once uh, employment benefits roll off and, uh, and once there's back to school, so, so women can enter the workforce again, all that stuff. Uh, so it's a wait and see mode. And in the meantime, we're just going to kind of buy just, you know, low volume buying. Well, that's kind of so a, point. My, my point. The structural changes, I think, are real, which is a way of saying that the entire reflation narrative is, in my mind, ridiculous. Like companies that make money now, um, or I guess the business cycle isn't going to rebound to the extent that was priced in in the reflation trade earlier in the year. It's going to disappoint, which will cause a rotation back into tech. So, Bobby, are you? Uh, do, am I? Am I tickling your interest at all? The idea of, of shorting companies that actually make money in the near term as a hedge. Uh, no, no. But I do understand the desire to do so. Like ultimately, while I am positioned long. There is this like eerie sentiment in the market, which to me, everything just seems like a crapshoot. Again, I am long, but there are a ton of things that say to me, at least in the next month or so, there could be a significant uh, pullback. And that's that's irrespective of whatever the Fed does or where the tenure goes. And that's just looking at all the options plays that I'm making are 
generally speaking, at the money risk reversals, meaning I sell a put to buy a call. Mm -hmm. And generally, when you sell the same at the money put to finance the same at the money call, you'd still be spending a few dollars on top of that. I'm getting credits on these bets, meaning the put is selling for more than the call is being purchased for, which means the overall options market is actually somewhat bearish at the moment because people are paying up for those puts. So again, in, which, in which case, wouldn't the short money be in the Dow, let's say? Well, most things that I play are the Dow. So in a sense, yes. Interesting, interesting. This, this being more an idea for a hedge, in the, event, in the event that there is a pullback, it's more likely to happen in the so-called cyclicals, wouldn't you say, James? More so than it would be in tech. Like tech is the new risk off, as we like to say. If Which it's that type of balance sheet risk Yeah, risk. if it's like a growth, a, a, a low growth story, then yeah. Yeah. That would be, and I think that's kind of what we're heading to towards late, like growth is not going to be as robust as, as predictions. So maybe that's it. But I mean, you know, but the Dow, like Nike killed it. And, uh, you know, Apple's always, you know, part of the Dow. So it's, it's a tough one, right? I don't really know where, where to go, like how to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. But in the meantime, got, got loaded up on Roblox. <laughs> Arc might be, might be poised. Might be poised, had another okay week. Another two consecutive okay weeks for the ARC funds. Pager duty's up. Oh yeah. Pager duty. <laughs> yeah, all all the all the stuff. Edit, edit was back up a skitch. Um, what were some of the other ones I was looking at earlier? Listen, invite, still a tough one, yeah, but not as bad as it was. <laughs> Are you still holding on to that one or did you just, did you give up? Yeah, I, I do have, it. I sold a little bit, but yeah, that Kathy's been, was pumping that one for a lot. So if that's like her thing. If she knows what she's doing, if that thing goes up, then she really knows what she's doing because that thing was like <laughs> it's dead in the water, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, all right. So crypto corner uh, this week. Robert woke up at daybreak on, was it Monday or Tuesday, Robert? I don't know. I'm always up at daybreak. <laughs> Robert's up at daybreak to walk Simba, his dog. And uh, Bitcoin sharply sold off after more clamor from the Chinese government about shutting down mining operations. And with it, Ethereum, uh, it eventually got to one, like right around $1,700 Ethereum and Bitcoin hit the low of like 28. Uh, I, of course, bought the dip above, slightly above that, which is uh, insulting, but that's okay. Uh, Bitcoin is now trading at 32,000 Ethereum's at almost 1900 or it's like mid 1800s to close the week um here's the question for you that no one knows was so this is obviously another test for bitcoin and when bitcoin corrects all the other uh cryptocurrencies collapse with it is this a survival of a test that could have led to a sell-off to the head and shoulders 
floor of support, which is like 20 to 25,000. And are we going to be range bound between 30 and 40? And it'll just putz along until an ETF for Bitcoin is approved. What, what are your thoughts, Jameth? I think right now it's holding on for dear life at that 32 mark. And I think it looks like it's going to go lower. I mean, the weekend, really, it's not over. I think the weekend is where all the action happens. So yes. I, I said last week I was going to buy under 2000 but I didn't. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it. So right now, my mine, mine is under 16. So guess, guess into the 15s, I'm in. But it uh, looks yeah, like it's going lower. You're setting a new, a new uh, buy the dip target? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a new buy the dip target. <laughs> But I did buy a little bit of Polygon on um, on Robert's call. You know, every time you see Polygon at about a buck, yeah, might as well. <laughs> it just it just feels so low stakes when something you can buy something for a dollar. Exactly. <laughs> My version of that this week was buying Solana Coin because it finally it finally uh, became eligible on Coinbase, and uh, you know, a guy on Bloomberg talked about Solana like yesterday so i was like huh, i had that one before in the back of my mind couldn't buy it on coinbase so i forgot about it and then that guy reminded me so i i thought yeah sure solana what does it do no idea proof of work proof of stake proof of sandwich for all i know i don't even understand what any of this terminology means but uh i'm going for it robert did you did you did you re-up at all or are you waiting too well, I bought a little bit of uh, more ETH at like 19, I think it was, and I bought more Polygon. But to to James's point, this does look and feel like it's going lower. I mean, we've all seen we've all seen the head and shoulders, right? But even if you just look at the one month chart of both of those, we can see that it's continuously making lower highs and lower lows. So, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a truly awful looking chart. Yeah. So <laughs> again, I, I bought some just in case I'm wrong because let's face it, the charts aren't always right. Right. But but I didn't I didn't want to go all in because this does feel like it's it's heading lower. Well, you know, the, uh, uh, as uh, as I told you in my message, I feel like I'm uh, I'm turning into Michael Saylor. This is what I mean by that. In that I've convinced myself listen, this is all just an opportunity over the next six to seven years. This is going to be the future. Except I'll say this for Michael Saylor. He actually seems to understand all of this. Um, you know, he's, he keeps talking about it as like, uh, this is digital property that you're buying. Think of it as digital real estate. And I'm like, sure, Michael Saylor. So I'm convincing myself uh, every time that there is a correction. I'm like, yeah, I should just, you know, put put more money to it into it and michael saylor is doing the same thing with his company he's like i'm just gonna borrow more money to buy bitcoin he's talking today on bloomberg about how like they just do stock buybacks and then sell stock to buy more bitcoin it's an incredible it's it's an incredible case study in how to run a company so there you go robert i might need to sleep on your couch is what i'm saying could be the end of this year could be next year. I don't know. I mean, the, the, this whole thing is, is is truly fascinating. And again, as long as it keeps working, good for him. But it just sounds like an awful, awful case of 
uh, poor <laughs> management, no governance from the board, whatever that is, it sounds really dumb. If I went to the bank and said, hey, can I get a loan to buy some Bitcoin? They'd laugh me out of it. But this dude gets a billion dollars? Jesus. Yeah, that's, no, that seems fair. That seems fair. Uh, was asking me like, hey, what happened to all the money in your bank account? I'm like, it's it's in my MetaMask, okay? And my ledger. <laughs> that's where, <laughs> like, oh, um, you sure that's a good idea? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> No, listen, listen, I'm responsibly allocated to a high yield asset. Exactly. Yeah. Listen, most of our money is in real estate anyway. <laughs> so you can tell. Them. I can always do a home equity loan if things get really bad. <laughs> uh, um, Robert, let me ask you this. Yeah. Are you, are you also eyeing up Polygon right now or just, just ETH? Well, I, I did buy some, um, again, when it fell below a dollar, just because, I don't know. I mean, Mark Cuban, mind you, let's disregard that he got rugged. You know, rugged. But he was he was talking about how Polygon's going to be the next best thing since sliced bread. So eh, why not? I realize he doesn't have the following of an Elon Musk, and maybe that's a good thing. But, again, he seems to know what he's talking about except for the whole rugging incident, but yeah, why not? Here's why I trust Mark Cuban, Robert. It's not because he has a billion dollars. No, that's not because I trust him. But on the show Shark Tank, he gets into business with the people on Shark Tank 0% of the time. (laughs) Every single person who pitches on Shark Tank, Mark Cuban's the first to weigh in, and he always concludes by saying, listen, you seem like a nice guy, but you're basically selling ketchup to people who already have ketchup. And for that reason, I'm out. Says that to every single person on Shark Tank. So even though, yeah, he got rugged. I mean, that guy, it's get bulletproof judgment. Bulletproof. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm with James on this one. If, if it falls, I'll, I'll throw, you know, I'll throw some money at it. No big deal. But to be clear, I don't know. I'm not like an evangelist. This is all money that I'm just perfectly fine throwing on the brain if push comes to shove. Yeah, I'm getting to the point now where, you know, if it went to zero, that would really that would really be upsetting. But I've convinced convinced myself that it's also okay. Like if it actually went to zero, but right. that's okay. James, I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball here and make a hard pivot because I've been meaning to ask you about this. Do you have in your mind, this is going back to like 2009 leverage ETF, James, James a little bit, but do you have in your mind any long-term plays around energy, which is just a sector that no one understands? Except you, but even then, it's it seems impossible to make money on it. I, I think fossil fuels will have a last hurrah. I think this is it. We're seeing it. I I wouldn't be surprised if you get a hundred dollar oil. But the thing is, there's a lot. You know, the Saudis can easily up production. I think there's tons of oil in the strategic petroleum reserve. 
So whenever they release that, it'll be it'll, it'll easily crash the price, at least for the short term. And you know, there's a lot of underinvestment, or at least there was, but now there's some stories out where they're getting a lot of hedge fund money back in so they can start up, start, start fracking again. Uh, so, you know, most likely we're kind of in the, in this sort of like 80 to, to 90 range, maybe at, at most. Um, we could break 100, it wouldn't be, but, but that's, this, this is the last hurrah for oil, I think, this, this round in the next couple of years until electrification happens and everything crashes. Um, well, also yeah. related question, do you think renewable, like the uh, flashy renewables, let's say like fan and tan, are actually like a long-term viable anything when it comes to energy? Yeah, yeah. And I also bought carbon, uh, KRBN. Oh, you bought KRBN? I did. So I bought it in around 35-ish. Okay. Uh, it's getting hot. <laughs> and and been, Europe is record temperature. I mean, it's been climate change the last 12 months, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So climate change is, is a foregone conclusion. What's happening is just, it's just going to get worse. Um, this, you know, this is going to be the coldest day in the next 50, you know, coldest year over the next 50 years. So we know, we know what's, what, what the future is. This is like kind of almost like a, you know, a sure thing, no brainer kind of thing. So, so yeah, fan and tan, you know, long-term play probably won't get explosive growth, but you know, it's going to be solid. Um, yeah. For the foreseeable future. Yeah, I, for some reason, I'm like, I, I like your last hurrah hypothesis. KRBN on the carbon trade, at least over the next five years, seems like a good bet. In my mind, it's all, it, the, the outstanding question is, can fan, fan and tan technology scale? Or will we just throw in the towel and just build 5,000 nuclear power plants, ultimately, you know? That too, there might be nuclear play. That that's a long term thing too, because there's still that um, stigma for nuclear. Yeah, but you know, there's like Exelon Energy. There's 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 some utilities that might get into nuclear also. Yeah. All right, Robert, are you convinced? I mean, I'm I'm convinced. I'm convinced that it's actually. Uh going to be the future i'm not necessarily convinced that now is the time to invest in that okay but yeah i mean ultimately that there's, there's no way around it we are going to run out of oil so but in the near term uh call signs like fan and tan james they basically they trade as growth stocks so <laughs> they might be coming into another moment in the sun if we're right about the third quarter in yields. Yeah. Yeah. But even long-term, even aside from yields, I think it's still pretty solid. So I've, I've held on to those. All right, gentlemen. Uh, thank you for joining. All right. See you guys next week. All right.